0: Hey everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. Today we had the great privilege of speaking to Tanya Jean funny about the Georgia State Senate. So for General Assembly, which is our representatives, our state representatives and our senators, um, the main duty is to make sure that the a balanced budget for the state is passed every year. Um, but we also are um, so you pass laws and different bills that for the overall state of georgia that it should benefit your constituents um so these are things and it could be anything from education because the the um the budget the georgia budget over fifty percent of the budget goes to education over fifty percent so you want to make sure that um the state offices are being taken care of and they have the correct funding that they need. So that's why the budget is so important. But um, outside of the budget and passing different bills and amendments that improves the quality of the residents in the state, um, but that's overall. So more specifically, we have districts and um, a district in Savannah, may need different things than say one in metro Atlanta. So there are people that represent these different districts. So I believe that everyone in General Assembly should be an advocate for their particular district and the specific needs that their constituents need. And also, they need to be a conduit between our federal and our local officials. So I believe that all our elected officials should, should work together. So if there's federal funding that's coming down to the state level, they can be advocates to say, hey, our um, particular area needs this particular funding to come because, because you're in the community, because you're talking to your constituents, you know what's needed, you know what's wanted, um, and and they, it, it's gonna be different. So it's like, my issue is that if you are a, an elected official for the area, but you haven't really gotten out in the community to talk to the local, um, elected officials to find out on their level what is it that our constituents really need that maybe I can get some additional funding and bring it into the area. These are the types of things. So one, outside of the the general um, um, duties of this office, you absolutely need to be an advocate for the area that you represent, the area that elected you to be in the Georgia Assembly. So, how does this position affect the voters and their families on their, in their daily lives? Basically, on the state level, the funding that comes in allows the local level to be able to do more. So, if, so if there is a federal program that is dealing with after-school care, or one of our issues now, even in, in my county, is um, um, pre-K, right? funding for pre-k so like right now funding for pre-k is a lottery system and you want to make sure and we all know how important pre-k learning is you know to getting kids ready for for kindergarten garden so if there's um if we need additional funding which we do for pre-k because we don't have universal pre-k here um being able to advocate for your community say hey We need universal pre-K, and so that's one of the things that I think the whole state of Georgia will benefit from. So we need to come together with that. But if we can't get it right now, then at least we have our representatives to say, hey, can you allocate more money for our area because um, of our school system using the pre-K funding would really help us right now. So those are the types of specific things that helps the quality of living in in a particular area because we all know that our school system really drives the um, economic engine of a community, because the companies will come into the area where they know their employees will be able to send their kids to good schools. I mean, I'm a big um, um, fan of HGTV, right? <laughs> I watch a lot of it, and um, when I do watch TV, and Every single time you see someone looking for a house, the one thing that this seller will say, the real estate agent would say is, oh, and we have a great school system. So we all know that, right? So focusing on making sure we have the funding and the proper programs in our school system will drive the economic engine. So in our community, um, one of the things that I hear quite frequent, frequently is um, our retail. You know, we want, we want more retail. We want um, nicer restaurants. We want things like that. So um, for retail, the companies look at the, um, the income of the rooftops. And that's how they determine, that's how Publix determine that we're going to put a Publix over here. And the bigger companies, that's how they determine whether or not they're going to come into a particular area based on the income of the rooftops. So all of those things drives it. The quality of the school system drives it. And those are the things that we need to go to our legislators to be like, come on, I need you to advocate for us. You know, Are you talking to these companies? What type of pitch are you? Are you working with economic development to see what type of funding they need or what can we do to bring these types of things? So that's more on a specific level, because like I said, even with the different areas in Metro Atlanta, we're not all the same. You know, so it's like, why? Why did we send you to the Georgia Assembly from our area, if not to advocate for our area? Wow, I didn't have that. That rooftops, huh? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. Even Starbucks. So how does that? Okay. Um. So d- like during the recession, mm-hmm. a lot of stores left our area because we had a a very high population of people losing their homes. Um, So yeah, they left because the economic base that they need to um, thrive in that area wasn't there. And is once they leave, it is extremely hard to get them back. That's why it is important for uh, voters to educate themselves about candidates running for those positions. Yeah. Now I'm, you know, I'm going to be biased. This is personal for me because a lot of things that happen, um, we we go to the polls. And they may not have ever seen or heard from the person in office, and you know they may not know the person specifically that's running against them. And they just go in and they say, "Oh, I'm just going to vote I," you know, "I for incumbent." Oh, that person's in the office. And so my goal in life would be to have all of our what I'm striving to do with um, my platform is this: to educate. Our community, and say, you know, well, what exactly has the person in office produced, done? You know, where have you seen them? Um, are they accessible? Why would you reelect them? And that that could be for any position. And it this this goes beyond party lines. You know, are they effective? You know, we just to me we just. Don't need to just have people in office just for the sake of, oh, I've been here, you know, 10 years, I've been here 20 years, you know. Like, what, so what bills have you written? What have you passed lately? If you haven't been able to pass a bill, you know, what additional funding have you brought to the community? what partnerships have you brought to our area? You know, just things like that. So when they go to the polls, they can say, "Well, oh yeah, this incumbent has really been working and doing what we need them to do in the general assembly." Or, you know, they haven't. Well, maybe we should give someone else a chance. Well, that's is, the holding them accountable part. Yes, yes, and they, and we should hold their feet to the fire because they made promises they made statements that uh need to be honored. I'm going to tell you the honest truth though. Uh some of our elected officials haven't made a promise in a very long time and haven't had to. Wow. Haven't even had to state what their platform was, haven't had to, you know, I mean, it we're just we're just in a in a in a time frame right now that people are so busy with life, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, you know, I gotta go to work, I gotta take care of my kids, I have to do this, that they're, they haven't even carved out time to say, okay, I'm going to make this huge decision for my community, let me do a little bit of research about the people that will be on the ballot. So that's one of the things that I do. You know, like I passed out, I had a voter registration at my church and I passed out the sample ballot. Like these are the people on the ballot, you know. Take some time to go look them up and see what they're about. What I would like for our community to know is that government is not passive. You know, it's not like what they do to us. It's what we allow. Because we don't unify and say, no, we're not going to stand for this. But it has to be so many of us. So if it's on a particular bill, then we're all coming together and, you know, we'll be here on the steps saying this, We you know, we're going to bring attention to it. And then if it's an elected official, we're going to band together and say, no, we want this official in, we want this official out. But it all stems from just being unified and saying, this is how we want government to work for us and they know right now the way our structure is now since we don't unify they can pretty much do whatever they want to do and it's now you know the other way around All right. so is there anything else that you'd like to add uh, that the voters may need to know um, concerning the position to better educate themselves well you know it, it starts just start with little things you know, if you don't if you don't understand what's going on at the state level, then start with something basic. OK, you know, to use my 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 teacher um, in me. Do you know if you live in the city or in the county? Start with that, because recognizing whether or not you live in the inside the city limits or just in your unincorporated county affects your leadership. If you live in the city, you have a mayor, you have city council, that's your first line of when you have issues or if you want a program to come in or things like that, you go to your city council meetings. If you live in unincorporated, outside of the city limits, you have, well, they have different names. Some have CEOs, some have chairman. In my particular county, we have a, a chairman, could be a chairwoman. Um, And we have commissioners. And then you start going to those meetings. And uh, most of them are streamed. So you don't even have to go in. But at least you start, like, um, being aware of how government works. And then you start there and then you become, you know, a little more interested if, you know, all now everyone has a school board. Get to know the person that represents your particular area. You know, so if you start there, and then you'll see where your interests are, and then you can expand and um, go further and see how you can use your talents to work with your elected officials to improve your community. And then if they ignore you and don't return your calls, your emails, things like that, then you consider running for office. (laughs) Um, If you feel that you can do it better. So today we had a wonderful conversation, and I hope that you learned more about the state position in which we talked about today. Don't forget that early voting started. We need your vote, and you have until November 8th. Please stay tuned. Please make sure you share these videos with somebody else, and don't forget to get out and voice your opinion by voting.